Ladies and gents, we're back for the second time this week, which does not happen often, but this blizzard and this storm blessed everybody with a nice day off, including myself, and In the Huddle is back, baby, episode 80. I am Kenny C. Alongside me, per usual, is the real Lil, Cam Jones, and Zach Krull. My guys, what's going on? Everything is going good, man. It's the holidays. We had, we had a storm, a snowstorm, and... I spent most of my day shoveling the snow, and you know I, I'm I'm energetic right now. <laughs> it's it's good to talk sports with y'all fellas on a Thursday, and guess what? We got in the huddle going up on a Thursday. You feel me? I'm ready to go. Let's get this show started. Hey man, I just want to say guys, happy Thursday, man! It's the day before Friday. It's the day before payday, as usual. Just want to say, man, it's always an honor and a pleasure speaking you know sports with you guys. You know, it's always good energy. You know, I'm always happy to be here, as always, man. Just can't wait to talk sports. Let's get it. Boys, what's going on? I'm happy to be here with you guys, per usual. I was talking to you guys uh, right before we started today's show. I always love recording on the Thursdays because, you know, we have the Mondays where we always react, but sometimes it takes some time for us to throughout the week to develop our takes a little bit, think a little bit more, try not to overreact. And I love the Thursday shows. We're coming closer and closer to the end of the regular season, right up to the NFL playoffs. I'm really excited. Let's get it. And the Thursday episodes, it allows us to be more creative with our topics because Monday, you know, we got to recap the games. There's not much creativity that can go into the topics because it's like, all right, what happened in this game? What happened in that game? At least the Thursday during the week, we could be creative. And that's exactly what we're going to be right now. All right, let's kick this thing off. First topic here, fellas, who do you trust more in the playoffs, the Baltimore Ravens or the Cleveland Browns? I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens here. I trust the Baltimore Ravens more than I do the Cleveland Browns, and let me tell you why. I know the saying, I know um, the saying is when the Ravens get from behind, when they behind, they can't come back in the game. I know each year, the first round, they got knocked out. But this is a little bit different for the Ravens. Matter of fact, the Ravens playoff started on Monday, and they won that game. So each game going forward is a playoff game for the Ravens. So I believe if they won the table, which they are more than well capable of doing with that easy schedule, that momentum can follow them into the playoffs. And I don't know about y'all, but I always remember the Ravens from going on the road and knocking off teams, not being home. Nah, that's not their style. That's why they got smacked around by the Titans last year. That wasn't their style. They were supposed to be on the road because Joe Flacco days, they made it to the Super Bowl on the road. They beat Peyton Manning in the Denver Broncos on a daggone road. They beat my Tom Brady Patriots on the road twice in a wild card and in the divisional round, I believe. Right? You can correct me if I'm wrong. Fat check. I feel like the momentum. No, I can't right, stop. Right. You know? Yeah, so yeah, I think... Yeah, it was a championship you, game, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for um, double checking with me, guys. And then, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, obviously a lot of people want him to become a passer. But at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you great. Obviously, coming back from COVID, the Cowboys couldn't stop the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens coming back from COVID. The, the Ravens couldn't even stop at over 100 yards. They couldn't even stop Lamar Jackson. And then when he needed to make the big play is when he did. And the only negative thing I had to say about that whole entire game, because that was game of the year, Lamar Jackson, I don't know I wasn't there, but my brother, if you was taking a dunk with the Ravens playoffs on the line, that's a little bit shocking right there. You know what I'm saying? The Ravens season could have been over because you were taking a daggone dunk. But you came in like Superman, you got the job done, and I like the Ravens headed into the playoffs. 
All right, here's how I translate this question. When you guys ask me this question, who do I trust more in the playoffs, the Ravens or the Browns? I'm going to assume that uh, we all assume that both teams are going to make the playoffs because my thing with the Browns is this. I think that they have to be really careful with their game on Sunday night football against the New York Giants because the Giants are not going to be a happy football team. We all know their defense could be really good. And here's my thing. I've been really impressed with what Kevin Stefanski and the Browns have been able to do throughout the regular season. They had a lot of doubters going into the season. Their defense isn't very good. I totally understand that. But they find a formula and somehow, uh, some way, they found a way to win nine games. And I got to be honest with you, uh, as Will said, I was impressed with Lamar Jackson coming back. You know, that was his first big moment of the season, coming back, rescuing his team. But I do think that even if the Ravens would have lost that game, they still would have found their way in the playoffs because their next three games on the schedule are very easy. They play Jacksonville this week. They'll be fine. So they're going to be a playoff team. But I'll, I'm going to say this. If Cleveland loses to the Giants this weekend, and then they have the Jets, with the, which they should win, and then they have Pittsburgh at home to end the season. If the Raiders went out or the Dolphins went out and Cleveland goes one and two in their next three, they're not even going to make the playoffs. So the Cleveland Browns have to show me something on Sunday and beat the New York Giants, a very good New York Giants defense. I think Baltimore's defense is very boomer bust. And I think Baker, for the most part, played well on Monday Night Football. But at the same time, if Cleveland could get over the hump, they haven't clinched a playoff spot yet. And they could have won the game easily Monday. They didn't. If they lose to the Giants, I guarantee you there are going to be some Brown fans that start feeling a little nervous. I think if Cleveland makes the playoffs, I trust them more because their passing game is more dynamic. And I still haven't seen Lamar Jackson be able to come back from a big deficit yet. But I like what I saw from the Browns. I want to see them make the playoffs and play well against the Giants. And then I'll be confident. Well, for me, um, for me, gentlemen, how I see this question is I have to see both teams in the playoff right now. Uh, you know, as you know, as many of you may know, you know, Lamar Jackson is 0-2 in the playoff right now. You know, in his first year, I understand he was just a rookie, cool. But that second year, you know, I was a bit disappointed um, in his performance offensively. I felt like it was not just only him, but like the receivers around him as well didn't help him, help him that game against Tennessee last year. But I felt like, you know, this year might be the same, you know, might be the same issue. I believe like, you know, I believe in order for Lamar Jackson and company to, you know, go far in the playoff. I believe Lamar Jackson got to open up his game more as in become become more of a passer. You know, honestly, it, gentlemen, this is the NFL. You know, teams, you know, teams will study your tendencies. So if you feel like, you know, the Baltimore Ravens team will, like, run down your throat, you know, I believe that they have they have another thing coming. But honestly, to answer this question, just to get straight to the point, I believe I trust more in the Cleveland Browns solely because I love what, you know, Kevin Stefanski done in his first year with this Cleveland Browns team. You know, especially, you know, you know, playing toward bigger strength and um, making the off, uh, making that offense itself more of a run heavy team. And, you know, they have done an outstanding job with that with Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt in the backfield. That one two combo is just outstanding. So I believe, you know, them, you know, with that offense and, you know, that Cleveland Browns defense, they could, you know, six feet farther than the Baltimore Ravens. So I trust the Browns more than the Baltimore Ravens at this point. Yeah, I'd have to agree with, with Cam and Zach here with Cleveland. And that's on the simple fact that Baker has all the pieces around him. He has arguably the best offensive line in football. Like Cam said, the best one-two punch in football. Great receiving core. A solid middle-of-the-road defense. He has everything that he needs. So it really rides on Baker. But I think he can get it done because if you look at Lamar, the passing has not been there at all this season. And there's going to – it's been too predictable the entire season against teams. They know what they're going to do. 
the Browns, I mean, they couldn't stop it in the, this game on this past Monday. But for the most part, if you want to get far in the playoffs, you have to be able to pass effectively and keep up with the teams that can beat you through the air like the Titans, like the Chiefs, like the Bills, if you want to get far. And speaking of points, we saw how prolific the Ravens season was last year with putting up points every game. And then they face the Titans and they're only able to muster up 12 points in a divisional round L. So for me, I put more stock in what Stefanski's doing with this Browns team and how he's coached Baker. And Baker, as of late, is looking pretty good. And I think they're going to ride with that into the playoffs. And that's why I go with, with the Browns over Baltimore. Let me ask y'all a question. And I just want a fair answer. I don't want no beating around the bush. <laughs> I just want a complete answer. Yes or Would no, you right? rather be a team that gain momentum at the end of the season Win your last couple of games. Every game is the playoffs, entering the playoffs, and, and have that momentum going into the playoffs, or would you rather be a team that dominated, per se, for most of the year, and you get to the playoffs? How would you, how would you want your route to the Super Bowl to be? What do you think is a better, you know, better route? I think, obviously, we know the answer to this question, but at the same time, I don't think that's relevant here because, no, if, Baltimore relevant, wins, exactly. no, because if Baltimore wins their next three games against – the Bengals and the Jaguars and just not very good football teams, that doesn't show me that they could go on the road and win three playoff games. That doesn't tell me anything. They literally played a playoff game in a playoff-like atmosphere. Yeah, when you Browns. talk about momentum, no matter how you get momentum, you're getting, gaining momentum with wins. Yeah. This is the daggone NFL. You saw the Jacksonville Jaguars put up against Lamar the Steelers. Listen, look, let me explain to the point. The Ravens still got a great defense that's obviously going to keep them in a lot Is of games, great? whether or not LeBron. All right, but the the Cleveland the, uh, the Cleveland Browns did good they too. It, you know, it was it was a good Cleveland Browns team. You just gave them respect. Why take no, it back? But so but it's like Ravens defense is good. Look, the Ravens defense is solid. Going into the playoffs, Lamar Jackson is filling the momentum. What I do want to see them do is get um Des Bryant more involved. Just get Des Bryant more involved. Obviously, the COVID, that's why he didn't play yesterday. Obviously, we all know the ending, like I said in the intro, the Hollywood ending. I mean, it's so fitting that you got a boy, a boy named Hollywood Brown on your team. He got to be able to be Hollywood and make catches. He didn't make that one catch. But if they get Des Bryant active more and they get that passive game going, I do believe that, listen, the Ravens is going to be um, a team that is not to play with. A lot of the notions that we say about the Ravens, this is my last point. I know we had it for time is that, oh, they can't come back from behind. When I look at these stats this year, they have shown me something. They have shown me once they got punched in the mouth, they can come back. Whether or not they won the game or took the lead in the game, they showed it against the Steelers. When Lamar Jackson threw the third interception, they still almost won that game, should have won that game. Against the Colts, they was down. They came back and won that game. Against the, um, the, um, the Cleveland Browns that, you know, was taking the lead and, and coming back in the game, they showed they can score. So, I think that those notions is is quietly being put to bed each and every. I feel week. like look. I feel like when Lamar when Lamar Jackson see a good defense, he tends to choke, bro. And you seen it. You seen it last year. You seen it. And like, Baker Mayfield as well. Do I no. need to bring up Baker Mayfield history outside of Monday Night Football? Go ahead. No, no, no. Press for time. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not I'm act not, like I'm Baker Mayfield is Joe Namath. Let's not act Baker Mayfield is Joe Namath after one game. I gotta see it more. All right, Lamar Jackson showed me before he could pass. Baker Mayfield throw one one um three hundred yard game, and y'all ready to call him Joe Namath? Please. All right, fellas. Next topic here: biggest threat 
to the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl run. Who is it? Who can potentially stop this team? I got to be honest with you guys. When I look at this question, there was no real team right away in particular that stood out. But for me, the team I'm going to go with is the Indianapolis Colts. I think when you look at their defense, it is one of the most undervalued units in the NFL. DeForest Buckner is like a poor man's Aaron Donald. The way the Colts defense improves with Darius Leonard, the way he impacts the game is phenomenal. Not to mention, the Indianapolis Colts are a very well-coached team. Also, Frank Reich has faced Pat Mahomes in the playoffs before. He lost. It was uh, Andrew Luck's last game in the NFL, actually. But last year in the regular season, we saw Frank Reich and his Indianapolis Colts team with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback go into Arrowhead on Sunday Night Football and beat the Chiefs. So I think when you combine the Colts defense, their ability to run the ball with Taylor and Hines and their very impressive offensive line, and I got to give some props to my guy, Phillip Rivers. I was as guilty as anyone saying throughout the uh, preseason, I don't know what this guy could do. He looked washed towards the back end of last year, but I really think he's elevated his game with Frank Reich with the help of that Colts offensive line. This is the first time in his career he's had a really good offensive line playing with. T.Y. has been looking really good as well. I believe in this Colt defense. I think they're a big threat. Well, man, for me, man, the biggest threat, even though I would love to say nobody, but Kenny C, you going to love me for this one. I'm going to have to go with the Green Bay Packers. Really? Because, solely because, man, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the type of season he's having right now is just outstanding. Like, God damn, in his second year with you know, Matt LaFleur, you know, I'm seeing the connections with these, you know, no-name receivers. And, you know, him and Devontae Adams are like, wow. Like, you know, Devontae Adams leading, you know, the NFL in touchdowns. <laughs> And I felt like, you know, against that Chiefs secondary, like that Packers offense could beat that Chiefs secondary in a blowout, in my opinion. So I believe right now my biggest threat is the uh, Green Bay Packers. You know what, guys? Sometimes you can't stop somebody. You just got to fight fire with fire. That's just the answer. You got to fight fire with fire. I'm not a fan of this team by any of the means necessary, but Bill's Mafia, stand up. Oh, Bill's boy. Mafia, Stand up. Bring that ass here, Big Mafia, Bill's Mafia, for a good thing, for a good reason now. He's reversing it. Bring that ass here in a good way. Bill's Mafia, stand up. The Bills is the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to tell you why. Look, I like the Bills' offense. The Bills' offense can go toe-to-toe with anybody in this league. Josh Allen has took tremendous strides throughout the year with his accuracy. Accuracy is not something that you wake up one day, I'm accurate. No, it it doesn't happen like that. That's one of those qualities as a quarterback that you don't wake up overnight and get. And Josh Allen woke up one night, I got accuracy. And the brother is passing the ball down the field, Stephon Diggs. This is the main reason why. Stephon Diggs, bring that ass here, boy. 100 catches on the year, 1,167 reception yards, you know, leading the league in reception yards. I mean, this guy has been awesome. Um, his speed alone in short routes, you gotta, he's a great route runner. You got to account for his speed. I know they played early in the year, and the Chiefs won that game. Obviously, the Chiefs wide receivers was a lot to handle for the Bills. But I do believe the Bills showed me something with that defense last week against the Steelers, jamming those receivers at the line of scrimmage. Now, if they're able to do replicate some of that, against the Chiefs this time. I think the defense has got better since then. Mm. I think Josh Allen has got better since then. Let's not forget, they lost against the, t- the Titans and then the Chiefs. That was, they, they was in a little funk at that time. Now they're not in a little funk. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be punks. The Bills Mafia is the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs.
My biggest team is a Drew Brees-led Saints. Scratch Taysom Hill, get him out of there. I think that that was a blessing in disguise for Drew Brees to get injured because we all know as you get up there in age, you start to slow down as you get to November and December. And Brees has gotten a lot of time off with the rib injury. I think that did nothing but benefit him. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. One of the most elusive running backs in football in Camara. Top three, maybe the best defense in football. And that's what you need. You need guys that can get after the quarterback. In Cameron Jordan, you got uh, Davenport and Onyemata. I think that that Saints team, with a solid secondary in the back, if they can get to Mahomes, the secondary could pick up the slack from there and somewhat keep that offense in check. Because obviously it's going to be a tall task. But if you have Drew Brees under center, I think good things can happen. The thing I would say about that Saints pick, Kenny C, and out of everybody here, if I had to say what was a close second, it would be the New Orleans Saints. The reason why that's not a number one for me is because what I learned from that Super Bowl against the 49ers that had a great defense is Mm -hmm. that you can shut out Pat Mahomes for three quarters, but all it takes is that third and 15 play, you're caught sleeping and Tyreek Hill's behind you doing the the deuces sound like he Chris Brown, right? But – with a team that can go score for score with Kansas City, we saw it, the Raiders, they outscored them. They had the ball last. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if the Raiders had the ball last in that second matchup, the Raiders would have been winning that game, and this season probably would have looked a lot different heading to where it is right now. So I think that against the Bills, I can see a scenario where the Bills, obviously, they have the offense to go tit for tat. I don't think the Chiefs' great um, defense is great. I don't think the Bills' defense is great. I think whoever has the ball last will probably win that game. All right. And, fellas, the last topic, our updated MVP as of today. I'm going to go with it point blank simple. It's got to be number 12 in the green and yellow, Aaron Rodgers. You can look at MVP from a few different perspectives of how you can win the award. And, Lil, I'm going to refer to one of your points when you talk I know, about – I know you was covered in Kennedy. I knew, I knew that was a shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is – who is most valuable to your team? If you remove him from that team, what are I like, they? I like what you did. I like the Green Bay you Packers. Use your point when it's beneficial to you. And abuse it when it's Green, The Green Bay Packers are nothing without Aaron Rodgers. In the second year with LaFleur, he's done nothing but elevate this group. Valdez Scantling, Bobby Tunyon, the big tight end, Alan Lazard, everybody around Aaron Rodgers has gotten better this season. And the other way to look at, at the award is consistency. We look at Aaron Rodgers' rundown of his stats, 69.6 completion percentage, which is fourth in the NFL, but he's tied for first in games with a completion percentage over 70%. He's got eight games with that. He's also got the 119.7 passer rating, which is the first best in the league. First in games with a passer rating over 125, seven games. 3,685 yards, which is third in the league. First for touchdowns with 39 and just four interceptions. Rodgers has been on an absolute tear since that Buccaneers loss in week seven. He's just lit the lamp every single game. And with a f- more than favorable finish to, the ske- finish to the season with the Panthers, the Titans, and the Bears, I think Rodge got this thing in the bag. Can you see? I like I like your style. I like I like with the the, <laughs> the the hat, the trick that you just pulled out that hat. You know, abused my take. When it, when it goes against you and then use it when you need it. I mean, shoot, I would have did the same thing too, so I'm not even blaming you. But, um, yeah, I mean, you already know how I look at the award. 
I think it's more valuable to your team than it is um, how people look at it. People look at it stats-wise and, you know, obviously you can go different ways with the stats. Um, what did it for me basically is when you look at it, Mahomes lead the category in passing yards, but Aaron Rodgers leads the league in passing touchdowns. Now I'm going to take this very unique route on this take. So Ooh. that shows me right there that those two guys is neck for neck um, with that award. So, hmm, Jaleel, what are you up to? What are you about to pull? Derrick Henry is my MVP right now because he leads the league in um, at his position with yardage, 1,532 yards, and is tied for the league touchdown at 14. So there's a little bit more separation at his position. Now, I know this MVP is a quarterback given award, but ladies and gentlemen, you know the real Lil thinks uniquely. That's what makes me me. And I think that Derrick Henry is the most valuable to his team. I mean, like I said before, I'm not, knock not knocking Pat Mahomes. The brother has God-gifted talent. I think he's the most talented player that probably ever played the position of quarterback. But he has Tyreek Hill and he has um, Travis Kelsey. People argue each week who's more valuable for Pat Mahomes. Is it Kelsey or is it Tyreek Hill? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson would love to have a conversation like that for a change. And he, he doesn't. So, look, Derrick Henry, the running game, it sets up the play action. It allows Tannehill to throw those shots to A.J. Brown down the football field. There's so much flexibility with the offense because of Derrick Henry, and guys know he's going to get the ball. But once again, can you stop it? And obviously, they're not stopping it. Derrick Henry is my MVP, ladies and gentlemen. You see, Lil, this is why this is why I love you, man. You know, solely not, not has to solely because not because you're from Brooklyn, because you're not from Brooklyn too. So because you know we think alike. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna agree, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry solely because not only that he had his second 200 yard game of the season against the same team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like you know, um, you know, just like you said, man, he is the vocal point to that Titans offense. In my opinion, I believe that they should have paid him more than Ryan Tannehill. But hey, that's a discussion that we will talk at another time. I feel like, you know, Henry durability as well. You know, he, you know, he really missed games. And, you know, he always proved time and time again at six foot four, 250 pounds. Like, hey, you know, he's a wrecking ball. He, he's not a force to be reckoned with. And to he me, you know, like a wrecking wrecking ball. Ball. <laughs> you know, that's it. Over 1,500 yards rushing, over 14 touchdowns, man. Like, honestly, you know, you know, for, you know, for this MVP race, you know, they love to give it to the quarterback, but I want to give it to the running back, you know, that truly deserve it. I believe Derrick Henry deserve should be in the MVP candidate race. Let's get it. Yeah, so for me, when we've discussed this topic on the show, it's been one of my favorite topics to discuss. And you guys know, I've had a very, you know, uh, tough feeling about this. I've really been locked into the fact that I thought the media was trying to give Russell Wilson the award in week two because he never got a vote. And I will say in this instance, like, I think it's really neck and neck between Rodgers and Mahomes. I think it's right there, either one for the taking. But to use a football analogy, I'll say this. Going into last Sunday, I thought Pat Mahomes had a 28-3 to type lead on Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the MVP. But after watching the Chiefs against the Dolphins and we saw the damage the Dolphins defense was able to do, forcing a couple turnovers, we also saw Aaron Rodgers ball out against the Detroit Lions. I think right now the score is 28-20, to and Aaron Rodgers has the ball in terms of who's winning the MVP. And the interesting thing is each one of these two quarterbacks have a big opportunity 
in prime time over the next couple of weeks uh, to really prove to the rest of the nation they are the MVP. Pat Mahomes has that big standalone game against the New Orleans Saints this, uh, this Sunday coming up. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does in that game because realistically, that game is much more important for the Saints than the Chiefs as um, even oh, yeah. if the Chiefs lose that game, they could still uh, find their way as the number one seed. But here's the thing about Rodgers. You know, the Packers in Week 16 have a Sunday night football game against the Titans at home and the Titans third down defense is atrocious. I think Rodgers could do some serious, serious damage in that game. And if he does that and Mahomes, you know, doesn't play great against um, New, New Orleans and the uh, Falcons and Chargers, I could see Rodgers ultimately taking uh, the award right now. If I had to vote, I would say Mahomes, but Rodgers is right up to his neck. It's close. He's a man on a mission <laughs> right now for sure. But fellas, that was a rather short episode, but a good episode overall. Yes, sir. It was short and efficient. Definitely. It don't need and to that... be like these three, four-hour shows. You know, I'm not throwing shots. I'm not throwing shots. It don't need to be like these three and four-hour shows. Maybe you can call it shots. Hey, whatever you want to <laughs> say. You know, three and four-hour shows that just have no substance to it. I thought this was a show that was very efficient, and we attacked each question the way we needed to today. It was a pleasure. Yeah, yes, let's sir. record uh, thir- on Thursdays a little more. You know, uh, I just finished up my last final today. Really enjoyed recording with you guys as we, uh, you know, work our way towards the march to the playoffs. So, uh, you know, just keep – we'll keep in touch for sure. And yes, sir. Lastly, but to all the fans and viewers out there, please like, sub- subscribe, and comment. Show some love, man. In the huddle. We out. Definitely show love. That's what keeps us going. Amen. All right, have a good one, guys. Yeah, guys, on Monday. Yo.